everyone. Welcome to Kumal's Unfiltered Combos podcast. This is going to be episode five. Um, and for this episode, I really just believe in love and just Black love. And I feel like we need to see more of that. So on this episode, it's going to be more of Black love. Um, so yeah, let's go. Uh, y'all gonna love this episode and I'm excited. Let's go. Double up. Three or four times. I ain't telling no lies. I just run it up. Never let a hard time hover us. Again, I did say that episode five is going to be on black love um, because I strongly just believe in black love and just seeing people working together within that black love dynamic. Um, so to get started, my two guests for today are a dynamic duo in Phoenix. Uh, they're literally shutting shit down and just like their creativity. Um, and I just wanted to have them on here. So um, it's going to be Indy and Darrell. So welcome, Indy and Darrell. Hi. Hey, y'all. And just to get started, um, Indy is a freelance published holistic wardrobe stylist specializing in curating time capsule pieces, revamping closets and personal shopping services, a native of Los Angeles, California. Indy received her undergraduate degree in social work and psychology, as well as her master's degree in social work from Arizona State University. As a licensed professional, Indy behavior analysis and infuses her therapeutic background in a way that allows her to in, to individualize the client's experience whether designer of or streetwear indy has a flair to for detail p- possesses the ability to mix labels looks and trends to astounding effect with a mindful take on implementing sustainable fashion Indy upcycles innovative pieces for a variety of clientele, utilizing her background in psychology to promote positive body imaging through wardrobe. Indy guides her clients towards being comfortable with stepping outside of their comfort zone in style. And then for Darrell, he is a Compton native who resides in Phoenix. Darrell is an alumni of Arizona State University with a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice. He decided to let off shoots differently through photography, where he found passion from taking photos of his daughter and family to becoming a freelance photographer in his spare time. With the passing of his idol, the late great Nipsey Hussle, Darrell has laced up his shoes and is running marathon photography on Instagram. If you're interested in his work and creative creativity directing, please check out his Instagram at marathon underscore photography welcome y'all to kumo's unfiltered kumo's podcast thank you for having us thank you for having us kumo (laughs) i'm so excited i've actually been trying to get both of you on here since last season but you know some stuff happened with the first season we just were going through a lot and i wasn't emotionally there to do it um so i wanted to get them both on here 
um, because I just, I don't know, I just really love the way that you both love each other and what I've experienced around being both of you and just seeing how, you know, you be talking about each other and supporting each other on Instagram. Like, we don't normally see stuff like that of black, young Black couples um, just really in support and, you know, pushing each other in their creativity. Um, so I just really wanted to have you both on here and I'm so honored that you would give me your time. So thank you for being here. We're honored to be here. Um, it's, you know, we've been, like you said, we've been trying to get this together for a couple of months now. So we're here, we're in the present moment. We're gonna, it's gonna be awesome. Y'all are gonna love it. We're gonna drop some <laughs> jewels. It's gonna be great. Yes, it's gonna be real good. So to get started, like, how did you both meet? Can you tell us a little bit about how you met and how long you've actually been married? I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Daryl take this one. So so, he likes his version better. So let's, let's let him have his version. Um, no, we, we all attended uh, Arizona State University. Um, at the time, I was kind of talking to someone. So when I first saw India, I decided, you know what? Let me be very brotherly and hook her up with my little brother, you know, put him on game. <laughs> but uh, I think he was a little too shy, a little too nervous. So I invited her to the gym for a workout, see if we can break the ice there. From there, things just started to become more like just me and India rather than me, India, and my little brother. Because, you know, like I said, I think he was a little too nervous to really make that step towards her. Um, so, we, we, yeah, we was kicking it, you know, college students in the dorms. You know, doing things that college students do. <laughs> what um, is that? I <laughs> think that college students do, you know. And then, like, you know, randomly one day, you know, India decided she wanted to kiss me, you oh. know. Ooh. Um, this is this is where the, the plot thickens. She, she always tries to say that I kissed her, but it was definitely the other way around. <laughs> India went in. She had that initiative, that fiery uh, desire inside of her to just wow. make it make it happen you know wow. <laughs> and to be honest it like I said it caught me off guard because you know I was it was my senior year so you know come on me being a senior I was trying to enjoy this last little uh, run at ASU and uh you know I got uh basically not trapped because it, it, oh, it was it was oh my god because <laughs> it was <laughs> what's wrong with my wording I started, I said not trapped. So like I like I said, it wasn't trapped, but you know, once she kissed me, it it sparked something. Cause I didn't even know she was interested in me like that. I always felt like me and her was just real good friends at the time frame and I didn't see it coming. I mean, I knew I, I had an attraction for her, but it was kinda like, I'm gonna be respectful. I'm not gonna, you know, cross these lines and these these barriers or whatever, but she was just like, forget it. <laughs> I'm gonna make him cross it. And that's how, I mean, that's that's my version. That's how I seen it, you know. That's not happened to me. I don't know how you guys saw it, but that's exactly how I saw it. Dang. No, hold up. But wait. <laughs> I have some questions, though, because, okay, so, Daryl, you said you, she, okay, because you said before y'all were, like, you know, kicking it or whatever, right? So, like, mm -hmm. was that still, like, the friend stage or... Like was that like I, I was, was trying your... to ask? Was we getting down? Right <laughs> yeah, <now>? like 
<laughs> nah, like literally, like we, we were friends. We were friends. Yes. So like we when... we hung out, we would watch movies and like chill. I would put him on like random shows that I was watching. He'd be like, what the hell is this? Like, ain't you from LA? Like, ain't you from, ain't you from the hood? What are you doing watching this kind of stuff? And then we we vibed on music and we vibed on you know just Greek life and my like me being a freshman, right? So he was a senior. I was a you know just a young tender out here just trying to learn. And that's the other part, Como, that caught me. Her being a freshman, I never knew she was a freshman because like we talked and we was real good friends, but like, I never really asked like what level in school she was at because she was so mature. I was just like, oh, wow. like damn, she got to be like at least like a sophomore, junior. And then wow. later on, I found like freshman. I'm like, damn, what am I doing with myself? <laughs> what are you <laughs> some odd years later <laughs> whatever but not nah, like we we really was just friends like we really was just kicking it just being good friends like she said music was like our probably our biggest bonding moment because that's when like Wiz Khalifa was yes. <laughs> like the top of the rap game at that time frame and that's all we listened to all the day all the time we would just talk about Wiz a little Mac Miller here and there like throwing us some music and that's what we did we vibe talked about class I put her since I was a senior and I found out she was a freshman. I put her on like classes to take, yes. you know, just giving her good advice I or whatever. And we just started bonding. Colonial Africa, 300 Ooh. level. Ooh. <laughs> so I can be all up in his face. <laughs> See, but I, I opened her eyes though, you know what I'm saying? She, she didn't come there wanting to take no African American study classes as electives, you know? I'm like, nah, you're going to learn your, you're going to learn about your people, you know what I'm saying? I might mm. be from Compton, but. Yeah, I, I I dabble with my African side or try to you know get to know as much about Africa as I could that time frame. So I opened her eyes to things. She opened my eyes to some things, and then we went running from there. Wow. Okay, hold on. Let me hear Indy's side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so um... <laughs> I want to hear her side too. This, it's it's okay. So pretty much I'll. The only difference is everything up until the kiss. Everything after the kiss is very synonymous. And we're very in sync about all of the things. I love you, right? Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) (laughs) Daryl was an asshole, okay? So like a fuckboy? No, no. An asshole. asshole. (laughs) Like... He was so mean, and I didn't understand. I had never met somebody that was just so mean, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But he's so nice to me <laughs> sometimes. So there's gotta be nice up in there. But he didn't start off that way. Obviously, you know, we were kicking, we were friends, and then just, you know, all of a sudden he kind of like shaded me off, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, like." So yes, Kumo, I was a fuck boy. He was a fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead <laughs> I was a senior you know what I'm saying I was trying yeah. to get my last run like y'all not understanding I was like I'm about to leave ASU let me enjoy this last year so you know? he was all up in his own ass is what he was trying to say and because of that I was like okay well fuck all that bullshit cause <laughs> I've never, I've never had to deal with anything like that before. So I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, you're good. We're good. It's fine. Like, it's whatever. <laughs> and of course, I was lying to myself. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, okay, 
I let us be friends still. And then I was like, okay, I guess he's still cool as a friend, but I'm not going to let him be nothing more. And then he's trying to act like he was never giving me the eye or never trying to get close to me or never trying to do anything. <laughs> well, we all know that that, that was a part of, that should have been a part of the original story, but it wasn't, you know, we just, <laughs> he tried to PG-13 it and, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Come right? On. That and wasn't so, me. I was respectful. Right. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Like he, he has layers. What his what his game was was to show you a, a little sampler bit of every layer he has. Like <laughs> and it just made you want to taste the whole shabazzle, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you mean? Give us an example. So his ability to go from street to book smart mm. is like it just it's so fluid it's just like oh my gosh and like the way he made things just make sense and mm. him being able to be willing to like teach me certain things and like you know explain certain things that I didn't understand that was going on with college I'm like yo like you ain't no dumb nigga <laughs> you ain't stupid <laughs> like you but like his like demeanor, he never shows you like he never showed you one way or another. It was just like he was he was who he was, and mm-hmm. that was it. But like he's not telling you, you know, some people will like as soon as you see them, like they tell you exactly who they are before they even open their mouth. He mm-hmm. was a mystery box girl. Like he <laughs> and I was like, yo. Who is this guy? One minute we're chilling, we're talking on the phone. Next minute, like you're like giving me this the steak eye. Like, I'm like, what did I do? What's wrong? What happened? And then the like five minutes later is like, you trying to go get some pizza? You trying you trying to go do something? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, like <laughs> so he was just, it was just he was a puzzle that I I was just steadily I steadily, you know, study and tried to solve, right? And mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with that. Get to I, the kiss, though. That's that's, <laughs> uh, that's that's the part Kuma want to know. Whatever. Who kissed who? So we were in my dorm room. Ooh, okay. Act like it was. I was just just out here thought pocketing in it and just <laughs> I love it. We love to throw myself it. to the wolves. <laughs> But it was it was very much mutual. It was a it was a certain energy that manifested at that moment. It was an understanding that there was consent in the air. Mm. It was before <laughs> I hate to say it, but it was before verbal consent was really strong out here like that. Like, nah, like you really need to let me know. <laughs> right. So it was it was a vibe and it was an energy that we connected on. And yes, we did kiss. Oh, you so oh, you so, yes, so it's gonna be a week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm weak. Wait, hold up. That's one of her layers. Really, I really want to know how indie were you just like, this is the moment, let me just go for it. Like I'm 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 very like, you know, spontaneous at times. So I'll just go for it. Because also I was very like full of myself too so I was like who gonna turn me down like that? he gonna turn me down never not how he been not how he been over here it's never gonna happen <laughs> Damn, we love the confidence I mean, <laughs> I mean I've humbled myself much more in these days I promise you but 
at the time I was a bougie LA girl and I was like whatever like this this was gonna happen it was bound it was written in the stone already (laughs) we linked eyes and we knew it was gonna happen eventually (laughs) wow yes then then what happened after the kiss not you know we ain't gotta know all the details oh no nothing nothing, I I was modest and very back then (laughs) but then also I was on my period so it was like it was was like if you really want the 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 raw story that's that's pretty much why i was a fuck boy every time to her it's because we would kick it we would get to a point where as she said the eyes would match <laughs> and nothing would happen i'm like yo what's like what's going on like she bugging oh and then like once the kiss happened and that, you know we talked about it like every time before that, she happened to always be on her period, and then I would ghost her. Like I would literally go uh-huh. ghost because me and my uh, LB, my uh, frat brother, I told him I had like at that time frame, it was like a don't judge me. It was like a three week waiting period. <laughs> it was like if we kicking it hard for three weeks and nothing happens, like then in my mind it was like nothing's gonna happen. Like I'm I'm out of there, but I kept going back. Like she said, if it was some odd reason, like I kept ghost in her but I was like nah like I gotta go back like something about her and that was because we really was bonding we was building this friendship so mm-hmm. I didn't want to let go of the friendship just because I didn't get to a certain level you know what I'm saying but I eventually got there so that's that's wow. that's all that matters wow <laughs> um, awesome hey I'm still around so I mean <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And and first, I also want to just say, um, sorry, I said your name wrong, Daryl. Y'all should have corrected me about the I name. Honestly, I was just like, she <laughs> she she went in. Like, she's gone already, so I'm just going to let her go. I mean, and then on the other note, I was just like, plus, she don't, she never says my name. She always calls me D. So I was like, she probably don't know how to pronounce it because she probably never heard me say it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. We were, I was cool. like, the... No, okay. like, honestly, I've always been a fan of people that just call me D. Like that just tells me what kind of person you You're, are you know to come in saying like he's cool and I think Very I'm cool good. enough to be able to call him you D and like we gonna we gonna vibe I on that level. You D a day in my life. I, know. I always called you Daryl. I know. I refuse to because I was like, yeah. I'm not your homegirl. I'm your homegirl, <laughs> but I'm not your homegirl. You Clearly. <laughs> so yeah, like anybody that 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 knows me when they call me they call me D and like there's not like a disconnect like oh, i don't know if i want you to call me that that mean you good people oh thank you i appreciate that i appreciate <laughs> that and i just i just want to also let uh, my listeners know like how i actually um so I, how i met indy was through a mutual mm-hmm. friend yeah like how we met is just freaking crazy i forget oh, i'm like wait i don't know you like i'm like how did i know i thought i knew you I thought I've known you. It feels like we I've known you a much longer than we actually have. It's funny. No, for real, for real. And and it's like, you know, I don't know, like there's there's certain people that you meet and they're just dope ass people. And like honestly, you and Dia are just really amazing people. And and you know, when I first met you, I was like, okay, this girl's like she's so dope. Like just your style. I'm like, yo, I fucks with that. Like she's just really cool people and like even after we met, like, at a, it was, like, a little, what was it? It was, like, that party thingy event. 
for black black oh, in the, the day uh, the black in the days black in the day shout out to shout out Kelly to them. and courtney black in the days yeah mm-hmm. yes it was with through that and you were styling kelly and and i was like oh wow like this this woman is just like really dope like you know in arizona like it's very rare that you meet creatives you know what i mean that are kind of like we want to link up but not linking up in the way of like oh i'm trying to use you type of thing if that makes sense it's yeah. it's more of like community you know what i mean like indy you've helped me with like my resume building like I this woman's it. just oh my god <laughs> this woman is just fucking amazing like you've helped me with my resume building like when you you had a fashion show like you invited me to help with that like style like some of your um your models and I just thought that was really cool that you really do put other people on and like I said before like it's very rare that you meet people like that like who are solid in that sense you know what I mean so you know like just been following you for like two years now and just seeing you keep growing with your journey and you D too like your photography like it's just really cool to see how it keeps like progressing, you know? And, and I think that's something that I really just adore about, about both of you, just seeing how you keep continue to, to grow with your talents and your creativity. So yeah, it's just, I just Aww. wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, y'all are welcome. You're welcome. All right. So, so after y'all were in college and then D you graduate in East you in college. Yes. When did you get married? We got married in 2016. Um, it was the year... What? Why are you looking at that? I'm just... Oh, it was the year that I graduated from my master's program. And, um, oh my gosh, so many things happened that year now that I think about it. Um, I, man, uh, my grandmother passed away the, at, the, at the top of 2016. Her, actually her anniversary is coming up in like a couple of days. Um, we were blessed with our child that year as well. She's so beautiful. Lo and behold, she was at the wedding with us. We did not realize it. Um, yeah, so that was the in the year of our Lord, 2016, right? <laughs> <laughs> A week. <laughs> okay. Um, so in the year of 2016, you got married. How old were you when you did get married? And both of you. What, four years ago? <laughs> I think oh, I was, 24, yeah. I was like, I had to be like 27, 28. Yeah, I was 24 turning 25. Or turning 25 that year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And like, how did you know that you wanted to get married, though? Like, was there just, were you just like, yo, fuck it, let's just get married? Like, how did, how did that happen? I don't think that there was a doubt in my mind once I met him that he was going to eventually be my husband <laughs> and that was so again so big-headed so just presumptuous for me to say but like I I knew what I had and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him as long as I can keep him because I want him <laughs> well I let y'all know exactly who kissed who <laughs> listen now Yo, no, that did tell it. I could have just done this. I could be under your spell when you Disney. <laughs> but nah, for me, I would say uh, many people that like our closest, closest friends know me and India's history. Um, but a lot of people really don't. 
You know what I'm saying? The thing that knew that made me know that I was gonna marry this girl was when we went through trials. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like early on as as a couple, you know, there's a lot of things that can make and break you. There's a lot of things that you know you you see people go through or sacrifice and how they go about doing it. But um, there was two situations that made me know that like this one right here gonna ride with me like through it all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, again, I told you I was a senior when I graduated, so uh, from ASU. I was in the dorms because uh, financially it worked out better for me to be in the dorms and trying to spend too much money to ball out on the apartment. Plus I, I was like hardly ever home anyway. So I didn't really want to spend too much money on a, on an apartment and not even be there just to try to please folks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but ASU before I could graduate was like, Hey, in the semester happened, you got to go. I'm like, what, you, what do you mean? I got to go. Like I haven't even went to my graduation yet. But they basically they kicked me out of the dorms because in their minds I was done with school. So basically we we uh got a, a hotel. So we stayed in a hotel or whatever until I graduated. Because like my graduation was literally the end of that week, I think, that they kicked me out or whatever. So we got a hotel real quick. And I was just like, wow, like she's not gonna look at me funny for getting a hotel real quick. Like she's not gonna judge me for this moment. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like I um, but she didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like she didn't judge me in that moment. And the second thing that happened was uh you know, long story short, we had, we had gotten into a car accident um, where I was facing some heavy time or whatever, even though I was innocent. And the only person that could be my witness at the time frame was India to, like, get me out of this situation. And because I was receiving death threats, they was talking about killing her and all kind of stuff. I decided, you know what, even though I barely know this girl, like, <laughs> we've been talking for like a few months. I was like, who am I to risk her life? like that you know what i'm saying i was like she's not built for this like i'm built for this so the first uh go around i lost so um i lost the trial i was gonna go to prison for some time and then india was like no you gotta appeal it you gotta appeal it and i'm like girl you crazy if i appeal it i can get more time and they gonna sue for more money like you (laughs) you bugging you know what i'm saying but she was like please appeal it like please and then she wow. kept begging to come to court with me. And I was like, I can't let you come to this court. Like, nah, like, I can't take a chance of losing you like that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. those are the things that stood out to me most. And I knew at that moment, I was like, y'all, like, this is the one that you're going to marry. Because most women would have judged you at the drop of a dime of being in the hotel situation. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. next would have been like, thank you for uh, sparing my life. <laughs> I'll see you in about seven years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And uh, maybe we can link up again there, you know what I'm saying? But she was just willing to just put everything on the line because even with uh, the appeal process, it was opening the case up more that the person could sue for more money, even like her family, you know what I'm saying? Not just an insurance company, but her for her family as well. So her just saying she didn't care. I was like, you don't care about your mom and your grandma? She was like, appeal it, you know? So doing mm-hmm. that. I knew right then and there, like, and that was within our first year. That was, like, the first couple of months of us actually talking or whatever. Like, yeah. actually, I think it was low-key. might have been, like, our first official date. You know what I'm saying? I had just crossed into Kappa. We went out to... Uh, we never dated. We didn't date. To the mall and ball out. You know what I'm saying? I'm buying stuff or whatever, left and right. Because I'm like, dang, she done been with me for a minute now. I'm like, mm-hmm. we ain't going on no dates like that, you know? But... And that day is when everything kind of changed and altered our life a little bit. But it, we we kind of, since then, we always knew, like, as long as me and her stick it out together, you know, anything can get done and anything can be possible. Oh, my God. I just got chills. 
<laughs> wow. I literally just got chills like hearing that. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Like, oh my God. Indy, who are you? (laughs) I don't even, like, he talks about it so heroically. He makes me sound like such a, and I'm like, I I don't, still to the day, I'm like, what else was I going to do? Like, But you were a freshman, like, to be be thinking like that. I mean, okay, so really how we got into the accident um, I wasn't feeling that good that day. For some reason, I just, I get these migraines. I get really, really bad migraines. I suffer for them, from them quite a bit. And that day was definitely one of those days. And he was driving for me. That's not what happened. Yeah. Huh? We went to the mall. I bought some stuff for Kumo. We was leaving the mall. <laughs> yes. I said, you hungry? She said, no. I said, well, I'm hungry. I got some in and out. The girl swore she wasn't hungry. On the way home, okay, the girl was like, car, "No, I I drove once we got uh, out of In and Out. Yeah, I got my In and Out because I was eating my In and Out, and then you said yeah. you wasn't feeling good. Yeah, okay. so she said she wasn't feeling yeah. good. You still, you still so then she w- she was like, "Well, can you drive?" And I was just like, "Heck, nah, your mom and your grandma said like <laughs> nobody drives this car but you." We were like five minutes away from the door. We really were not far at all. I was like, okay, if if something happened, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Lo and behold, something happened. Something you happened. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this this man is only in this situation because of me. Had it not been for me, you know, not feeling, I I mean, like, I probably wouldn't have took that way because I don't know my way around Arizona at this point in time, but who's to say like you know how the situation was gonna play out but it played out the way that it was supposed to it was scary as hell I was like I just found him how am I about to lose him like what is this like is this really my life right now oh and I refused (laughs) again I was like no this is not my life I was unapologetically you know um demanding of everything and I was like no you're not gonna settle what are you settling for (laughs) like you don't deserve this this is not something that you did purposefully and especially with all of the details of the case I was like yo you you're not about to go down for this I will not let you I was I would do everything in my power my little black woman power over here (laughs) to make sure you do not go anywhere (laughs) wow wow and like my my question is in that moment you know because I like I'm very like a visionary person I can like picture it in my head like like you're just like yo like don't like don't give up don't give up like did you ever have that moment d where you were like nah like I'm just gonna go to prison basically or oh no I I I signed off yeah like Mm -hmm. I was supposed to I was about to turn myself in within 30 days I told India that I was gonna go home for two weeks I took and like through the whole trial I didn't even talk to my family, like my sister and nobody. I didn't talk to nobody. I just felt like I was alone. The only person that was there was India because she was actually in the accident with me. But mm-hmm. I also didn't tell her a lot of stuff because I didn't want to scare her. Like I said, it was it was a wild senior year that year. And I'm like, damn, like, boy, you done made it from Compton and then been through and we're now all kind this. of stuff. And you're getting ready to go to you know prison on something that you were innocent of. I was like, that's that's wild. But I gave up. I told them I'll turn myself in in 30 days. 
um, and start my uh my time. And like I said, I, said, I told my family I was gonna come home for two weeks, and then I was gonna come back and spend the last two weeks with India. Then I was gonna go, and that was kind of how I seen it. For me, it was like I'd rather do seven years than the fifteen years they're trying to get me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and that's why I really told her like she don't know, you know, street life stuff. So I was like, you bugging? Like that's a good deal. Like, where where are you missing this at? Like, like seven is, to fifteen. Show me like, the deal. Nah, where like, is the deal? Seven um, years of your life. Like that. Right. And then I'm t- I'm telling her about good behavior and how, how much more time I can get out of law. She looking at me like this fool was crazy. Like he really finna go to prison for something that he's innocent on, and he won't let me come save him. And that was, I think that was like her mm-hmm. biggest issue with me at that time frame was that I wouldn't let her save me. She was just like, no, let me save you. I'm like, no, saving me can cost you your life, G. Like, I'm a, I'm a man. I, I, I'll i take it on the chin. I got it. I Okay, so also, Kumo, I'm, I'm, I, I have this thing where I'm just, I don't know. It's, it's this energy thing where I'm like, no, that's not how this is supposed to be written. And even with the twists and turns of a story that is life, I still was like, nah, man, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't it. This is not how this is supposed to end. I already know I'm not going to invest too much in like a pessimistic view about this because I know that he's not, this, this isn't going to happen. There, it's not going to be a guilty verdict. He's not going to jail. It's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> I don't really know like how to explain like my gumption behind that. I just, it's just certain things I've always felt in my life that I knew for sure. And I didn't have any facts behind it, especially I had every, we had everything against us. Like mm-hmm. everything was against us at that point. And we still conquered it. He still conquered it. He was able to do it on his own. He was able to do it without me. We were. He was able to do it in a way that it could bring him peace because he didn't have to bring me into it. It was, you know, just like a, a, a act of the universe, just giving us one of our many blessings. Wow. So, so, so do you base, did you like fight for yourself? Like you represented yourself in the court or you had like an attorney? Nah, I had a, oh man, shout out <laughs> to uh, Melanie Harmon, man. She, she's amazing. Um, I had a, a public defender and she went hard for me and she the way the case went worked out she literally said that there was no way i'll be found guilty like everyone was like you're innocent you you won't be found guilty so don't worry about it and we went in and of course the stuff that was going on in the background and people making threats to this that and the third i was found guilty and everyone was confused like what the hell so basically what had happened is that because india kept making me uh fight to get this appeal we appealed the process, and when we appealed it, she brought on this uh, attorney friend of hers that was a defense attorney. And I mean, this man was amazing in the courtroom. Yeah. Like, I mean, straight, straight shark in there. Like, just... I did get to read the case. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to be there, but you know, reading it was fascinating. Like, he played no game. Like, it was like we all know about the OJ case and johnny cochran saying that the gloves don't fit you must have quit like i i had the white version of the, of the johnny cochran like he came with this big old poster board and laid out everything in regards to like what reasonable doubt is like 
if you if you doubt in this area, if you doubt in that area, you can't convict my client. Like, mm-hmm. play no games. They got special uh, investigators on the case to go out and investigate people to really get the real story, see who really seen what at what angle. I mean, like, the shit was crazy. And I'm sitting there looking like, damn, like, all this for little old me? Because, uh... <laughs> I, I was ready to go ahead and go, and go down for a sec. Like, you know at what I'm saying? <laughs> what'd you say? I said, I, I still remember meeting him at Denny's to, for him to get my side of the interview, like, of, of like, what ha- of the account, like, what happened. And I was like, man, he's asking some some questions. I mean, here. like, the first, thing that was, <laughs> the first thing that was crazy, like, when he came onto the case, the first thing he said was the same thing everybody else said is, like, why aren't you using India? Like, she's the... <laughs> best witness and you're going to get off if you use her and i was like i can't mm-hmm. i can't use her like if you can't figure out another way around this to to get me you know free or whatever and i'm innocent then it is what it is like but don't ask me again to bring her in here because i'm not doing that like and they was like well you know we gotta respect that and you know you're very courageous for going right. this route but it was like the sure win is using india like everything else is going to be a fight it's going to be us to prove so the case and i was just like <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that. I was like, I, I don't heard all these kind of threats and what they want to do and who they want to kill and how they want to go about doing it. Nah, like I'm not bringing this this woman into this this situation. Like and I'm very radical about it, about it. <laughs> like <laughs> walking the trenches could have kicked it with Harriet Tubman type of black woman. So I'm like, you're not gonna let me do what? Like you know, but also at the same time, it was one of the very first moments in my life where I felt like permission to be like to not have to be so strong Mm. and not have to do everything that somebody was like going to take care of me, and that was a beautiful feeling for sure. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's honestly, I'm just like, there's so many like layers to just even like you sharing that story of, you know, having to like, you know, you're about to get kicked out out of your dorm room, the senior year of college, and then, you know, moving into a hotel room and then getting in an accident and then all this shit, right? Like that's so much trauma. Um, And it's like, with that as well, like, I don't know, I feel like in the Black community, you know, our, especially our Black men, they're targeted by the system so damn much. And it's like, when, you, I don't know, like, when you have, a, you know, a young, literally two young Black people who are like, fucking targets of this fucking system, y'all know I don't fuck with this system. Um, so, <laughs> like, if, you, if you knew the way the system was stacked against me, though, like Man. when I tell you, I have a, a fraternity brother that's a part of the system, and you know he does his job. That's his job. I can't knock that man for doing his job. But I always express at Phoenix Police Department. No, they, fuck, they, fuck are, they, they are they are shady. They are corrupted. They. It, it, it's, it's sad man it's, it's really sad to know what people go through on a day in day out basis or whatever and a lot of them don't get blessed like I did like I said mm-hmm. this man was a shark in that courtroom if he wasn't in that courtroom or whatever mm-hmm. you wouldn't be talking to me on this podcast well you probably would I'd, I'd, yeah. have, been, I'd have been home right about now Yeah, I'd have yeah. been just coming home maybe like last year would have been like me coming home like 
that's how well they would have got me. Like everybody was against me. Like India's sister was doing some background research and was finding out stuff that I didn't even know. She was like, did you know this person was linked to this person, this, that, and the third? I'm like, what? I'm like, this shit crazy. It was like stupid corrupted. Mm. Wow. But that just wasn't, that wasn't in your cards there, dear. That wasn't in your cards. No, seriously. Like that's, like I'm just I'm just so in awe of just even like you said like you would have been out last last year basically coming home and like to to even think of that you know what I mean and to see that even though like they tried to break you as a black man like you've been able to to be a father to to graduate like how how did you even graduate with all that mess like you know what I mean like you had every right to just be like fuck it like, how did you how did you get get the strength to keep going and you being like, nah, I'm going to get this degree? Uh, oh, honestly, like, I mean, like I said, like, you don't really know, know my life, but I grew up in foster care. So I've been and how I always look at it in India, probably hates that I look at life that way. I always look at it as I done been through stuff or whatever. So like nothing should be able to break me like I've been through too much to let anything break me or stop me. And then going back home or whatever, like I told myself, like, ain't no way I'm turning, I'm going back to Compton without this degree. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be a fool to not get it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the whole time while I'm trying to graduate, I'm fighting for my life in court. Like, the same time frame, working, going to school, and fighting in court all through my whole last year. And I was just like, damn, like, if if I don't know what's gonna happen to me, this is some crazy shit to be going through or whatever. But like I said, I I kept it to myself though. A lot of people didn't even know. I literally walked around and act like life was still good, like I was gonna be here and new stuff was just gonna keep going the way it was going, chilling with my frat brothers and they didn't even know they none of them knew until I was literally uh the second um appeal when I won and I was innocent. That's when I told everybody. They was like, Wait, what? Like you went through like why you didn't say nothing? I was just like, who was gonna who's gonna rescue me? And that's mm-hmm. how I looked at it. Like, who was gonna rescue me from this shit? I was like, you know, this and part of me looked at it too, like this might be like past karma and stuff, the way I treated people or did certain things or whatnot. Like maybe this is my my little punishment and shit. It was a hell of a punishment if it was one. Mm. Wow. So, but during that whole period of time, Indy was there. So would you like confide in her about like how you felt? You did mention like you didn't tell her certain things. Was that like, what those certain things that you didn't tell her, was it like, like your frustrations or like if you're just angry, you know, because sometimes in the black community, most of our men, they're not taught to express themselves um, in terms of like what they're feeling. Even for us as black women, like it's almost like you can't talk, like you got, like how you said Indy, like, you had to learn to just be like taken care of basically like, cause we have this strong, I gotta be this strong black woman and all this narrative, right? So like in that moment for you to just be like, yo, like I gotta, like I'm feeling all this shit. Cause that is traumatic. Like that's a lot to deal with. Um, so in, in those moments where you had to learn how to like tell her how you felt, was that easy for you to do? Like when, whenever you had like moments where you were just like, damn, like, I, I'm not feeling this. Like, this is a lot. Did you ever have the moment to, like, communicate that to Indy? No, nah, like, the, I think the more realistic side of me going to prison <laughs> was the parts that, like, I hid from her the most. And I just tried to focus in on showing her and caring and t- telling her how much I loved her before I was 
thinking that I was leaving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't I didn't try to let her like just sit and marinate in the drama and the bullshit that I was going through at that time frame. And I didn't I didn't want to sit in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm one of those people like if I know something is coming, I want to enjoy all that I can enjoy of it before the inedible happened. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind it was like, bro, you're going to prison. You know what I'm saying? So live it up. Enjoy it. Have fun this last year. Be with your frat brothers as much as you can be. You know what I'm saying? Be with India as much as you can be. Go home, kick it with the fam. Don't cause no drama with them because when it when them gates close, nigga, like I don't know if I can say the N word in your oh, podcast you can't. like that. It's all right. and combos. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So like <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm like F Phoenix Police, <laughs> but nah, like uh, when the gates close, it was like nigga, like you solo dolo, bro. Like ain't nothing else there for you, or whatever. Like whoever is out there that care for you, gonna send you your little packages or whatever. But that's it. Like you know what I'm saying? You you gonna sit down for a minute? So I was like, I rather talk to her about future shit that I didn't even know was possible. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Talk about getting married. Talk about having kids. You know what I'm saying? We talked about uh, the names that she wanted of her three sons, and we don't have no son. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but those are things that I that I talked to her about. It was just like to keep her and myself like focused on what what could be. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this whole little dream aspect of what I thought life was. Shut up. Um, <laughs> what did you say, Indy? He okay. So I don't. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but we got on the subject of him doing hair. If we had a girl, and I was like, "You don't know how to do no girl hair. Stop it." And he was like, "Yes, I do." And I'm like, "All right, do my hair." So this nigga did my hair, and that shit was laid. <laughs> I said, "Well, alrighty then." Try to tell her, man. I had I had little sisters, man. You know what I'm saying? I have to braid braid their hair, get them ready for school. Tails. You know he what I'm saying? He gave me like the the little girl staple. Okay, it ain't it ain't lopsided. You know. Low key my part game. She caught up. My part game used to be better than India's for a Oh, I don't I didn't part my hair. You see how I wear my hair. Y'all see how I wear my hair. No, I'm talking about what y'all like. Well, I don't do my hair, so why would I be parting somebody else's hair? Sorry, y'all. We had some technical difficulties. Again, this is part of um, pandemic life, so we're going to have some problems, but it's all good. We back, though. Um, I, y'all, I hope y'all are enjoying this conversation. I know I am, and I am learning a lot about this couple. Um, so my next question that I do want to ask both of you is, um, how do you manage to b- balance, you know, being both, you know, creatives and you working together in collaboration, right? Like, do you ever have moments where you're like, uh, I don't like that that idea. Like, let's scratch that. We're not going to do that. And then other times that you, Indy, you're like, nah, fuck that. We going to do that. <laughs> uh, please take this one. I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> that is a hell yes. That is a most of the time. Because like you said, both of us being creatives, we'll come up with like an idea. And the moment we throw the idea out there, my mind gets to running how I, how I want to see it. And then her mind gets to running how she wants to see it. And then we always clash because for me, I, I, I want the photo aspect of it, you know, and she wants the styling aspect of it. And I'm like, yo, like that style don't go with what I see in this visual for my photography. Like, nah. So we, yeah, we clash a lot on it, you know what I'm saying? But how I look at it is, and where I think we came to a common ground is, if it's something that she wants to do, and she comes to me like, y'all want to do this, I, 
I just got to shut up and just, <laughs> you know, follow her lead because it's, it's her vision. She came with this topic or this idea or this concept and I let it rock. Uh, but the sad part is, too, is like people will, you know, see what I post or whatever and they'll think that she came up with the concept because they just think, you know, I just sit behind the camera and just press snap. And I'm like, no, nah, that was my concept, too. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, but her styling. I'm like, yeah, I told her to put this with this and this. And I thought that would be fly. They're like, oh, okay. But that hat, though, I'm like, yeah, I created that. They're like, oh, damn, you know, we always see her with the glue gun. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So you need so, to get your glue gun video out, babe. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just other, like, little things that, like, we do or whatever that because of her styling, like, they don't get me, like, I just put on her post the other day, I'm living with a legend. Like, her style, mm -hmm. or the goat, her styling is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So, it it's, it's low-key a compliment when people think that she styled something that I, I, made, I made her wear. I'd be like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> D styling too, you know what I'm saying? But he be trying to take my, he be trying to like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So take all my shine. So it, it be those little moments or whatever. But as far as us like really collaborating together, like I said, we have to really find that common ground on this. She chose the concept, then let it be hers, you know what I'm saying? And just follow mm -hmm. her lead on it, like what kind of shots she's thinking about wanting or how she wanted to look, you know what I'm saying? Um, but outside of that, like, I love having her around, like, at my hands, because there's a lot of times where I'm like, y'all want to try this. Like, as you've seen, like you said, like, my, my page has, like, progressed so much more. I've learned so many different techniques of shooting now. Like, I don't even know where I want to go and which direction I want to go, you know? But every time I think of a new uh, concept or whatever, I'd be like, yo, come here real quick. Like, let's do this. She'd be like, dang. <laughs> Like this fool right here, bro. Like, let me be, you know. But I'd be like, mm -mm. <laughs> I want to do this. I want to do that. And she lets me like literally tackle all of it, you know what I'm saying? So she is like, you know, when they talk about having a muse, like she is that right now because her and my daughter. But Yada is Yada very. Who is so freaking adorable? So so like she I'm has so to be in the mood to shoot to shoot. <laughs> like if she's not in the mood, like don't Child. even try to like even. So butter her up for when y'all see them pictures know that that was work um everybody <laughs> everybody put in work that night from harrigan done to the hope yeah she she whole production team needed an applause she she's she's the problem mm. she's Dang. sick right now so we gotta we gotta make sure we stay quiet i'm <laughs> <laughs> so weak but okay so d how did you because you encouraged indy to start her fashion business oh, you, how you that? that i tell everybody that that's how <laughs> yeah. she knows like i literally say it all the time <laughs> low-key when uh when we finally were able to go out into the world and see things together as a couple um i would get dressed and india hates my dressing but i told her all the time don't, this is a i don't, don't this is a like ex-athlete mindset <laughs> so i'm usually in basketball shorts or That's you know uh, a sweatsuit or something what like that i'm saying is there's other worlds she, she wants me to do more more dressing than i do um but anyway uh when we would go out i would always tell myself like yo what the hell is she wearing man like my nigga like no do not wear that you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you you too overdressed where we going like you know what i'm saying like dress down a little bit but when we would go places, literally, I start seeing people just be like, "Yo, my God, like your outfit is amazing." This that, and the third, and I started peeping game. Kuma, what happened was, I started seeing her. She would get dressed, 
because she wanted people to love like whatever she put together. Like if she didn't, if her outfit did get like five compliments that day, she'd be like, okay, maybe maybe that wasn't the one. You know what I'm saying? But it's like she had, she never seen it. But like in my head, it was like this girl got goals in her head of making sure she get at least five or more compliments. <laughs> like literally, like we go to the mall, she got it. She got a dress like, yeah, let me get these compliments. Like we went to eat one day. That was, uh, we just got done doing a photo shoot. And I'm thinking like, okay, for a photo shoot, Yes, this is a nice outfit. Oh yeah, it was that <laughs> for dinner? Like this is not the outfit. We come in, the waitress is, oh my god, you are just so nice. You just oh your style. I'm like, oh my god, like that where can we not the, go? Um, the red, the, yeah, red, the red jacket, the red jacket with the black pants and like the little bra, the black bralette. But it was like I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, That's it was like low key like. My um, her first, our first year being together. That's what you called it. Our first year together. She called it the Rockabye Baby from uh, New Jack from City. New Jack City. The New Jack City look. Okay, no, no, I like that look actually. I know. But uh, I think it was like Loki. Our first year together is when I was like, yo, like after seeing her get these compliments, I'm like, I don't know what these people see, but you need to be a stylist. Like, I don't, I don't know nothing about styling and fashion, but apparently everybody else in the world does because i'm missing it like but do you like please go out and do it so it took her it took her a cool minute before she really tapped in and decided she wanted to do it but like honestly i'm, 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 I'm i know i didn't want i didn't want to put the, the time frame out there how long i've been telling you this you know i had to marinate on it like i said i, I literally tell her this every i was telling her this like every year so it wasn't like a one-time saying like let it be you know it was more like please you know what i'm saying go ahead and do this like people I, honestly love I to just, see how you dress I just that's just me like that's just always me it's it's in my blood my mother dresses my sister dresses my grandmother dressed heck like when my grandfather was really out in these streets he was dressing like everybody in my family just has their own sense of style and I, I've always been able to like express myself through clothing. And I found a lot of confidence through my clothing choices over the years. Cause you know, I was a little chunky one. And so being able to feel like I can still look a way that somebody would notice me. I was like, oh snap. Like you're not calling on me because like you trying to hate on me like you over here giving me compliments from my little j-lo velvet one piece like i had this j-lo velvet one piece in middle school i'll never forget <laughs> so fly it was so fly to get comments on it all the time it just it, it never failed it was it was a hit every day <laughs> and i was like you know what like this is just something that just makes me happy. But I never in a million years was like, I want somebody to pay me to do this for them. I wasn't worried about nobody else. Again, I told you, I was very <laughs> self-centered. Um, right? Like, I I wasn't worried about it being for nobody else. And he was like a stylist. I'm like, that sounds like work. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm already trying to go to college. I think I'm just going to do that one. Like, you know. Not realizing that I can do multiple things. And it did take me eight years, y'all. So don't let it take you eight years 
to find what really makes you happy and to like go for it and to like trust the people around you you trust yourself right and just do it like what are you waiting for so yes babe thank you you there would be no indie style you no indie be holistic stylist without wow. d and, like, and and indie like you just touched on how like you you can do multiple things right and that's one thing i really admire about you that like you're not just one thing like you just don't do one thing like you do a lot like <laughs> and i love that honestly i love that because it's like don't put me in a fucking box like you know what i mean like like don't put me in a box like don't box me in and even with how you said about, you know, being a stylist, like you didn't know that you could get paid for it, but please tell our listeners um, <laughs> the, the, the type of clients that you've worked with, you know, cause you've worked with some really dope clients and didn't you do your own like fashion show recently? Well, it, yeah, well, I, it wasn't my own, but I was, uh, I was featured in the Arizona trending fashion show. Hey. Shout out to Lamarck and uh, Don Miliano, Matt home team they're awesome um it was great it was it was really really dope it was really nice for those that got to see it um it was a hood opulence theme trying to just merge my ideas of love and fashion in all aspects i guess um you know just really trying to do all like do things that make me happy I guess because there are times where you know I style and it I am doing it for a purpose and there's times I get to style and I can just just do me so um yeah it was cool it was dope oh that's dope and then how did you like what made you encourage D to start photography oh I I mean <laughs> he was already gonna do it girl I did not want him to pick up no camera as soon as we found out that I was pregnant that is when marathon photography really was born <laughs> and let me tell you I was the most unwilling model oh lord have mercy I just I look back on it and I say oh my gosh poor girl he had to deal with this like I, I realize that now, <laughs> but like he would just, he would want to do these beautiful little maternity shoots. And I'm just like, do you know how I feel right now? Like you trying mm. to ask me to do what, where, when, and how, what? I mean, not, don't get me wrong. Like there's a couple of shoots that we did where they're really nice and really peaceful. Yada wasn't acting up. She was, she was showing that, <laughs> that time or whatever. But that's... I mean, I don't know if it was me that sparked that. I, I think you always had like an interest in it. I think Yada was Honestly, the one. Real one. <laughs> what, what, what happened was India got pregnant. And like I said, because of how I grew up, I never had a lot of pictures as, as, as a kid. Like you can't find yeah. pictures of me as a kid. So I always said that when I had a kid, like I'm taking photos like crazy. So I went out and bought a camera, like she said. She was pissed about that, but it happened. <laughs> um, bought the camera and literally just started taking pictures of her as she was, you know, growing. I'm not gonna say getting bigger, but as she was growing. You just the opposite um, getting bigger. And 
she used to get pissed because <laughs> she used to see the photos and be like, oh my God, I'm so big. I'm like, yo, shut up. Did not um, have my body this morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that's literally how it started. And then once, uh, I think we did like her little maternity shoots with like some little fake butterflies because my daughter named it Arabic means little butterfly. So oh, we, we tied that into it. And then from there, like I got some good feedback uh, from one of my friends from back home. She was just like, yo, like who did India's uh, maternity shoot? And I was like, I did. <laughs> and she was like, oh, like, so you really trying to do this? And I was just like, you know what? Like I'm low key, like loving this. Like mm -hmm. as a kid, I always been into art. Like I always used to draw. Um, a lot of people don't know what if, you know, India knows and a few of my LBs know. I love freestyling. I love rap. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I try to make India freestyle with me all the time. And in a whole 10 years, she has never freestyled with me once. I have so evaded that. I Baby. hope, you know, at some point, you know, maybe she'll get to a one where she just try to bust out a little quick freestyle with me one day. But um, <laughs> yes, like I always, always been artsy. I love drawing. I love paint. Um, I love like going to see graffiti and stuff like that. I love going, like, she likes museums. I don't like museums, but if it's an art museum, she got me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to just no regular old museum, but if it's the art museum, I'm in there. Um, so, like, seeing that and then getting into photography and seeing that photography, like, you get to really create how you want a picture to look. It was like drawing to me, like painting to me. I was like, oh, snaps. Like, I get to tap back into something that I, I stopped doing for, for, like, forever ago. You know what I'm saying? So, I picked it up, and then since then, it's just, like I said, it's learning as I go. New styles, new techniques, switching over from Lightroom to Photoshop, seeing what the difference is, trying to capture one. I'm like, yo, this shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I love it. I, I enjoy doing it. And you do this all damn well, babe. Yeah, and like I said, it keeps getting better. Like, from the last time I saw your images and stuff, I'm just like, well, okay, like, I see it looks good. They, they look really good. And my question now is, as parents, did your relationship change? Like, what are some changes that you noticed within your relationship being parents compared to when you didn't have your daughter in the picture? Um, uh, I'm not sure. Like, I know for me, the things that I think change is really this third will. That's how I look at it in a way. Like, yeah. and that's not a negative in regards to like my daughter, but like India was like my best friend. She still is my best friend, but it was kind of like it was always me and her. You know what I'm saying? So then when we have mm -hmm. our it's me and her moments, here come this other person just pop in and open the door, like, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? So it but it's still a beautiful thing because now like the things that we get to share, like we get to share with her. But there's certain TV shows that of course, you know, we'd be like, Hey, can you go in your room? So we can watch these shows or whatever and or being mindful of, you know, there's this other person that we got to take care of. And I know for me, that was the biggest thing. You know, it went from being able to take care of myself to being able to be like, okay, it's just me in India to now like, nah, bro, you got a family. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times people don't understand, like when I do a photo shoot, you might not get your pictures back for a while because I literally work five twelves a week to make sure that we don't go without anything. You know what I'm saying? pandemic came around that changed because i was like yo i don't know if i want to be at the hospital working around COVID that much you know what i'm saying but i started to see that that did make a little change into how we were doing things and i said you know what like it's time to get back on this grind you know what i'm saying so my daughter coming into this world made me more of a provider more of a protector more of a grinder 
So like it it elevated me more. I, I, how I see it, and I think it elevated us as a relationship and how we work together. Like we have to find balance, you know what I'm saying? Because I went from working day shifts to working nights, you know what I'm saying? So we had to figure that out. It was kind of like I'm the crazy person when it comes to my daughter. Like I don't trust daycares and schools and people you know what i'm saying so <laughs> india was like yo like how are we gonna do daycare and i was like f daycare like i'll, I'll go work nights <laughs> and take care of my daughter during the day to make sure that my daughter doesn't be put in somebody's daycare or a place where she can get hurt and i'm not there to protect her so like i said like i became stupid overprotective when it comes to my family and my child so it sounds mm-hmm. like everything changed <laughs> yeah i mean everything changed but you know it changed for the better. Of course, of course. I mean, obs, obvious. How about you, Indy? Like seeing your own little human, and she looks. She literally like is a mixture of you both. I know you. I know you're gonna lie for the viewers, but you know, oh I, no. I can go check out the pages and see who she looks like. Uh, whatever. Anywho, um, man, no, like she's. Ugh. That girl, she is a fireball. It's just me and him wrapped up in one like, like Sonic the Hedgehog type speed, like. <laughs> and oh, I just fall in love with her every single day. And then she just irk my nerve till I don't have no nerve till I forget what a nerve is every single day. But it's like everything I live for now I wouldn't know where I would be without her because I may have been mature before like but she made me grow the fuck up like for real like I I could not play around with you know her life my life our lives like I had to you know put myself completely aside and like just do you know for her There's times where, you know, I don't always balance that the right way, but I think her and I are both learning, like, at the same time, because it's weird, because, like, I'm I'm a counselor, and I always talk about all these little counseling things, and I tell parents all the time, like, you know, this is your first time being a parent to this child. Like, all your children are different. You never, you've never been through this before. It's okay to not get it right all the time. And then I have to remind myself of the same things too. Because, you know, you want to be perfect for perfection, right? But then also understanding that they're not always going to be perfect as well. So it's just, you know, balancing that thought process, I guess. No, thank you for sharing that. Because I think it's like, I'm not a parent, but I know there's usually like this pressure, you know, being a mom or a dad, like being like this perfect parent and like getting it right. And it's like, no, you're learning as you go with your child. So thank you for sharing that. And Dee, thank you for what you're doing, like in the hospitals. COVID cases are really crazy out here. We were just talking about that before. Girl, every day I just like, I just think, I just, I just thank the universe that he comes back through those doors because you just never know. Like, it's just so much going on. Like, it's just so hard to know that, like, for sure he's going to come through those doors in the morning. But when he does, it's just 
I take I take a nice deep breath and then we get back to it day day two <laughs> and then we just keep going mm-hmm. so yeah like normally he Thanks. this would this would be like sayonara time or like you know you no you would you would be I would be at work you would be there yeah mm. oh yeah wow well so okay I have two more questions um and the se- the, the the second question the first I don't even know <laughs> the number we are on this question <laughs> I don't know um but okay. So my question for you both, like, where do you see your, because you're both a, a brand, right? Like you're creating your legacy. Where do you see this this legacy, this brand of you both being creatives? Where do you see, see it going? Like, what do you see for your future with your brands and your creativity and your talents? Uh, for me, I'm going to keep it real simple. Um, I really want to go from seeking out people to being sought out. Like that's that's how how mm-hmm. I want to see my brand go. I want to see me going from hitting people up like, "Yo, would you like to collab?" or X, Y, and Z to like no longer ever having to do that and people like calling my assistant like, "Yo, like, can I get D for this shoot?" or "Can this magazine company call me for this, that, and the third? You know, like you better claim it, baby. That's that's where <laughs> I want to see it go. You know, what I'm saying like. Like I said, I love the passion mm-hmm. of it. I love the beauty of it. I, I don't think I'll ever lose that. Um, but in the world, you know, everyone everyone wants to get to some kind of financial stability where they ain't got to worry about anything and being their own boss. And I would love for Marathon Photography to take care of all the bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like I said, working, like, I, like right now, if I can get up out of this hospital, I would, but job security during the pandemic was a beautiful thing for me. I was like, oh, like I'm good, you know, like, and it sucked because a lot of people wasn't like a lot of people wasn't. I was telling India mm-hmm. that people's mental health and stuff like that, like they got to really look into that because different check boxes are going to go off in people's lives in regards to what they can take and what they can't take. And then when you can't get your emotional need met and your physical needs met, your mental state goes next and then before you know it, you're a total wreck and people are trying to figure out well, what made this person go left and no one's going to look at it and say it was COVID but <laughs> it could be COVID. COVID could really make somebody literally go left because at the end of the day they don't have no other means right now because they're without so much stuff. Mm. And I'm going to toss that to, toss it to India next. Oh my God, what was the question? Where you want to see your brand go? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got deep in thought. Um, yeah, that was deep what he just said, for real, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't, girl, I don't know, child. Um, what I will say is that I am, I love what I do. Um, I know eventually I will, you know, reap the benefits of what I'm sewing. I think I'm just trying to enjoy sewing. She being humble right now, Kumo. She talks to me about it all the time. You would love to be on these TV shows and have her names be in the credits as so-and-so stylist for X, Y, and Z shows. She even looks up stylists on certain shows she likes and wardrobes and stuff. Yeah. Don't let her don't let her be too humble on your show. She, she knows she yeah, knows exactly where she's trying to go. That's who I am, and I'm sorry. But yeah, no, I mean, I that is that's what's gonna happen eventually. I just I you know, I'm making moves that 
are going to benefit that, you know, like the world of, you know, if you, if, if you've got an idea, if you're creative, if you've got a TV show popping, if you've got a music video popping, hit your girl up. Like those are things that um, I'm really into right now and building my resume, building my work around those kinds of projects so I can start preparing myself for what my future is going to be like. So, yeah. So who's, who's one artist that you want to work with? or one TV program, network program that you want to be working with? Oh, one, okay, one artist. That's a good question. <laughs> There's so many, but for sure, <laughs> without a doubt, 100%. One day, I will style two chains off top. Like, it's okay. happy. I don't care if he's old in the ass grade, a wheelchair, I'm styling his ass. I don't care. It's happening one day. Um. <laughs> I don't I I don't discriminate when it comes to TV shows. I'm like a TV buff. I watch all kinds of things. Period. So, you know, a, a steady, a steady gig with Netflix ain't two shabs these days, you know. Um, Hulu hit your girl up. <laughs> I I would love to. Yeah, what's the um the black streaming network? Get your girl up. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just I I I'm open to anything um, as a possibility because I love being able to like manifest a vision um, from start to finish. So anything that allows me to do that, I'm into it. Mm, no, it's gonna happen. I believe that. How about you, D? Who do you want to, who's like one person that you're like, I have to full, like have a shoot with those people? That only person, one no. person for me. And that's Rihanna. Oh, God. Help. Hi, Rihanna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Riri. No, that's dope. Okay, now this is a question that I love to ask my guests. Um, and it's the last question. Um, how do you want to remember to be remembered? Ooh, I'm gonna go first. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I'm I'm big <laughs> on like words. I think words are like the most powerful thing in the world. And typically, when you leave this place, like if someone remembers something that you said and it's quoted, like I want to be so quoted one day in the world that like I just live on forever because people are just gonna continue using that quote, like that's where I want I, mm. man remember I want to be remembered through my words like my work is my work but I think you know people can redo your work to some extent and possibly do it better you know what I'm saying or do it to the same extent to where you have arguments like who's better Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant I don't want that you know I, I want like my word to be the only person that ever said this and they stuck out with someone so much that they quoted it and then the next person quoted it and the next person quoted it to where it was just quoted. I want to be like Gandhi in this world, like quoted like that. Dr. <laughs> King, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, quote some that's, t-shirts, that's quote some signs. That's what I want to be. Because like, you, will, you will never forget that person. <laughs> mm. Quote it. Quote um, I know this is going to sound super corny and cliche, and I really just don't care because that's me. <laughs> but I really, I've been thinking about this lately, so it's, I love this question. Um, I would like to be remembered through 
the lives that I touch. So like through my various careers, I, I have students that I work with. I have clients that I work with that, you know, if you picked up on bits and pieces of this conversation that I got talk about, talk like this a lot. <laughs> and it's just like, this is just how I talk to people normally. And if there's one thing that I can tell somebody or that I can share with them, that I can like open them up to that's going to save them from themselves, like, you know, that's just something that I, I always like have an aspiration to do because, you know, I may not always be able to save me from myself, but if I can save you. So whether it's me being a cautionary tale or whether it's me being like an inspiration of some sort, right? Like I'm a hundred percent not perfect, but there are some things that I've done in my life that I didn't think that I was going to be able to do. I never, I never thought that I would, you know, have like a master's or anything like that. I, I never really liked school. And then I surprised myself and actually, well, I'm not even going to lie. That was Daryl too. Like had I not had Daryl <laughs> in my corner while in school, yeah, I'm, I'm book smart. But when it came to learning the game of college and like learning how to like really take on the pressures of everything on the um that was like all him instilling that in me so like I've always had a support system I've always had you know wonderful people in my corner and I just want to be that for somebody even if you don't remember my name like I don't care like remember what I said and just like you know care about yourself enough to listen to it for a second and then that's mm-hmm. it. And then I'm gone. And then I'm poof, I'm gone. I don't even need to exist. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> well, thank you. Honestly, thank you both for coming on and, you know, sharing your stories and, and being vulnerable. Um, I really don't take it lightly when people come on this show because I know it's like, you know, it's Kumo's Unfiltered and you're so. sharing your life with literally a lot of strangers. <laughs> um, so... So thank you so much. Um, and if y'all want to connect with them, I will be putting their um, IGs on in the description. Um, but where can they find you just so they, they know, like, yo, like, I want to link up with them. Marathon underscore photography, Instagram. Uh, I think that's all I got right now. I don't have, like, no Twitter or no Facebook or anything like that linked. But that's the best place to link up with me. I have a few things, but the main things are my Instagram, Indy the Holistic Stylist, all one word, and my website, indystyleyou.com. You can always message me through there. Um, I do look at those messages and I do respond to them. So if there's a business inquiry, um, you can also email me at indystyleyou at gmail.com. Hey, well, you, you, y'all, I hope you all get to connect with them and again, support your local artists and creatives um, and businesses, especially black creatives um, and black businesses, because I think it's very important um, to, you know, put put our money back in our in our local communities. Um, so I hope y'all like this episode. And as usual, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share 
comment um, and let us know what resonated with you. Um, Cause I think it's important for us to know, like, you know, I hope that you feel seen in this episode um, and you feel like, wow, like if they can do it, I can do it too. Um, so thank you so much for supporting Kumo's Unfiltered Combo's podcast and we will see y'all Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.